I praise you, Lord. God is so good. Can we just give him another hand clap? Giving God praise for his goodness and his mercy. Hallelujah. How great, how great is our God. Well, I'm so glad to be standing here this morning. Usually you see me uh, uh, welcoming, but today I'm standing here in this um, space of giving a word and bringing a word to you, so I'm just excited. And before we get into the word, you know that we usually have a question that we um, ask our um, individuals, children who are 17 years and older, so you know that last week, okay, last week, um, Bishop talked about some various valleys in the Bible. And so the question is, what does the Valley of Baraka mean? Again, what does the Valley of Baraka mean? Now send your answer to the mail, um, to the email that comes up on the screen, and if you um, answer correctly, you will receive your Dunkin' Donuts gift card. Amen. Well, we're going to get into the word at this time. And if you would go with me to Isaiah 66, verses 6 through 10, and I'll be reading from the Passion Translation. That's Isaiah 66, verses 6 through 10. And it reads, listen, a sound of uproar is coming. From the city, a sound from the temple. It is the thunder of Yahweh as he completely punishes his enemies. Zion gave birth suddenly, even before going into labor. She delivered a son without any painful contractions. Who has ever seen or heard of such a wonder? Could a country be born in a day? Can a nation be birthed so suddenly? Yet, no sooner does Zion go into labor than she gives birth to sons. Yahweh, your God says, do I allow you to conceive and not to give birth? Do I shut up the womb when I'm the one who delivers? Verse 10, so rejoice for Jerusalem and be glad for her. All who love her, Join in with her great joy, especially those who remember her grief. And my sermon title this afternoon is Something is About to be Birthed. Hallelujah. Well, let's pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity to bring your word to your people. And Lord, I thank you that you have the ability, Holy Spirit, to take one message and allow us to hear what we need to hear. So, Lord, I pray that you would anoint our ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. I pray you would anoint our eyes to see you the way we need to see you, to have the right perspective. And I pray that you would anoint our hearts, Lord, that we will be able to receive from you this day. So, Lord, I thank you that I am a vessel, that I stand before you, and I give you praise, and I give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So, as I uh, mentioned about these verses... And the thing about Isaiah, the book of Isaiah is sometimes referred to as the total Bible in one book. The Bible has 66 books. Isaiah has 66 chapters. The Old Testament 
deals with the law and judgment. But at the end of the Bible, there is grace and salvation. Isaiah mirrors the same theme. Isaiah starts out in judgment, but ends up with grace. For Isaiah 66, 23 says, And it shall come to pass that all flesh shall come to worship me, saith the Lord. So we see in these verses that I read, Isaiah is prophesying. He prophesies this sudden birth of Zion, Jerusalem, and Judah. 150 years prior to Judah's sudden release from Babylon, which we are currently now reading the book of Nehemiah at our morning prayer times at 6 a.m. You know, 150 years seems like such a long pregnancy. But suddenly, without warning, Persia invades Babylon, and overnight, Judah is set free from Babylonian, which is a confusing captivity. Now, when we think about a birth, normally a birth takes place in nine months. The number nine signifies completeness or finality, as in finally the baby is here. So moms, all the moms out there, do you remember when you were pregnant and going throughout those nine months, do you remember the changes that took place, the changes in your body, the changes in your emotions? You couldn't eat, couldn't hold anything down, or you, you ate too much. You gained weight. You couldn't sleep. All of these different changes that were taking place. Whew, I'm sort of having a flashback. Can I just get some amens in the chat from all the mothers? You know, I'm sorry I'm bringing back this up to you again, but you know, we were there. But those things happened and took place within those nine months. But you know what? Along that time of nine months, there are also challenges that can take place. And challenges, challenges of miscarriage, an abortion, or even a stillbirth. So challenges can also happen when God's plan for us as individuals and PT. So the challenge of a miscarriage, what is a miscarriage as in the spiritual? It is, which does not happen, it doesn't happen by choice, a miscarriage. Things such as worry, anxiety, fear, a bad attitude, distractions of any kind can cause God's plan to not reach its full term. So we see that, my goodness, we can have, you know, this anxiety and worry, and that's going to affect what the Lord's plan is for our lives. That can, that can really, you know, mess up us uh, being able to really bring forth what the Lord has for us, bringing us to a, to a full term of our potential, our purpose. The next challenge is abortion. Now, unfortunately, this is a choice. This is a choice to terminate. Thus, things like us 
carrying out our full assignment. We say, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I quit. I didn't expect it to happen. I didn't see this coming. I don't know if I'm ready for this. All of these mindsets and attitudes speaks of we don't want to carry out this, this, um, this, uh, this birthing. We just want to bring it to a termination. So this is an aborting of an assignment that the Lord has for us. And then a stillbirth. We carry the baby to full term, but the baby dies at birth. This takes place in the form of our unrealized visions or dreams. We thought things would happen a certain way. You know, with, we're thinking about our dreams and our visions, we just expected to, you know, uh, uh, happen one way, a certain way, but they don't happen the way that we expect. Maybe the timing is off. Seems like we have to start all over again. And even in this time, in this season, there are challenges that we have experienced. But the question is, will you allow the birth to take place, to come to pass? So in the ninth month, as I said, things can turn around. Things can turn around in that ninth month. And when we think about it in the natural, in that ninth month when um, a woman is ready to bring forth a child, the child is turning, the child is shifting in the birth canal, getting ready, getting prepared to, to come forth. And if handled properly and spiritually, that will take place. That turning around will take place. So PT, I believe that it's important how we handle the month of September. Because September next month is the ninth month. Selah. It's the ninth month. So it's important how we handle, how we look at the next month. Now, during natural labor, we experience contractions. Remember, mothers? <laughs> we experience contractions. And them contractions are coming. They're coming. They're coming. And eventually, that means it's time to push. It's time to push because that baby is late. Oh, I'm on the way. I'm ready to come. It's that time. So it is also spiritual labor, too. And the battle cry of prayer and praise warriors is to push, meaning pray and praise until something happens. Pray and praise until something happens. Now, every prayer and praise warrior is a midwife. If you didn't know, now you know. Every prayer and every praiser are midwives. And you know, no midwives goes to sleep during labor. Else sleeping can cause tragic consequences. The labor or laboring can be a battlefield. <laughs> yes, it can be a battlefield actually bringing forth a child. It's life or death. 
Now, I just want to pause here as I mentioned about prayer, those that pray and those that praise. In our wonderful praise company, uh, praise and worship team, I just want to declare to you that your labor has not been in vain. Your labor has not been in vain. You have come week after week leading the people of God, leading people into God's transformative presence. And I'm sure, I know, I sensed it many times in the beginning, it surely was a labor of love. I know there were times when you probably didn't want to be here, but I'm declaring to you that praise until something happens. Worship until something happens. Play until something happens. Because as we continually push as the prayers, are the, those that are praising God, there's something that takes place. Something's broken. And as we, you know, think about your worshiping and your leading people into God's transforming presence, that worship is going into homes, going into places where people reside, and it's bringing about change, bringing about transformation. So continue to praise the Lord because he doesn't, he, it does not go unnoticed. It doesn't go unnoticed. And there's a sound that's being released as you continually praise until something happens. And then our prayers, my goodness, we have three different times that we have been praying. And you know what's beautiful? Even in this season, in this pandemic time, two of our, birth, our prayer watches were birthed right in this season. Our midnight watch, and I love calling it a watch because the Lord says to stand on your watch. So our midnight watch has been birthed, and then our social justice prayer has been birthed. And I want to encourage you also as those that pray that don't stop. Continually pray until something happens. And I'm pretty much engaged in all of the prayer watches, and my goodness, God has been moving he has been moving, and it's amazing how on every, almost on every prayer time, if it's morning prayer, if it's midnight prayer, if it's the social justice prayer, the God is like speaking the same thing. There have been seasons of repentance on all of those three watches, those prayer watches. There have been seasons of remembering what the Lord has done for us, what he has done for you. So we just want to encourage you to continue to push Continue to pray until something happens because it is happening. And you know what? Even concerning the prayer watches, we're getting people from um, around the state joining in. We're getting people even from other countries joining in. So it's not even about PT. And, and that's like something that the Lord just even kind of spoke to me recently, said, you know what? It's not about local anymore. It's not about the local you know, PT, the local church. But now you're going to think globally because the Lord is doing something. He is moving. So continually to push until something happens. Now, I remember when my first child, first daughter, when the doctor had to induce my labor because, you know, something was going on. I went in for a checkup, an appointment, and they said, you know what, Mrs. Green, we're going to have to induce your labor. So he induced her labor. He gave her that medicine. And my goodness, when that medicine kicked in, it was off to the races. Things started progressing. 
Things started moving along much real quicker. It's like I was—I don't know if I was even ready for it. All the things that I learned, you know, um, in the classes, kind of went out the window when all of these things started happening. But it was a suddenly. It was rapidly changing, rapidly happening. And there's a suddenly. There's a suddenly that is about to take place. So PT, we have been put into a induced labor. We have been put into induced labor. I suddenly, without warning, we have been forced to do church differently. Can I get an amen? amen. We, have been, <laughs> we have been placed in this space, and now it's like, okay, we've got we've to do things differently because of the coronavirus that has hit, and it seems like it's still here, it's not going anywhere. So what do you do? What do we do? And I want to give you an example of the change that has taken place, that is taking place. So for you all that are not aware, but on, um, during a week, I will receive an email. And the email says, you need to check this form, this um, email, and then I get the form. And it's a checkoff list. So there's things on the form that says things like, do you have a fever? Um, do, are you sick in any way? You have any trouble breathing? So, you know, I'm checking off. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Check this. Fine. But you know what? At the very end of that form, it says, well, if Sunday comes and you're not feeling well, stay home. <laughs> so it's like, okay. So this is what is taking place within that church. So now you come into the church and you're greeted with wonderful operation team. And you have to come in with your mask on. You're greeted like this. I'm going to take it off so you can hear me talking. But you have to have your mask on when you enter in. And then they, they have the temperature check. Okay, let's check your temperature. Okay. Temperature's good. You can proceed. You come up into the sanctuary. And once you're in the sanctuary, you have something like this. A, that's where you're supposed to sit and stay there. Stay in your appointed place. Stay in your designated place. No, there's no time. There's no time of, well, you know what? The worship's so good. I want to run around the church. Stay in your appointed place. <laughs> Stay in your designated place. Oh, can I walk around for the offering? Stay in your appointed place. And you know, it, I know it might be humorous, but this is the changes that are taking place in this time. We have been put into induced labor. And, and actually, it's funny, at, at the end of the service, there's no fellowship. There's no, oh, I'm going to hang out with, you know, so-and-so, and we're going to hang out over here in that pew. No, it's, okay, you must leave. And then operation comes. They come in, and they bring this. Woo! They bring the air blower, and they are spraying a sanctuary with the air, I guess, bringing in some clean air, getting rid of all the germs. So this is what... Sunday morning looks like. 
So what is my point saying all this? My point is, this is a part of the suddenness of what's being birthed. So the one question is this, how do we stay connected in the midst of suddenly being thrown into this coronavirus and also a continued virus of racism in America? How do we stay connected? How are we going to do this? Cannot come back into the sanctuary and even if, you know, when we do reopen, I believe only 80 people can come into the sanctuary at a time. So now things have changed. The majority of our uh, partners and regular attendees are watching through camera. So how are we going to stay connected? How are we going to stay connected? And I know that we're always talking about, you know, we see that um, announcement that comes about pastoral care if you need help. Call pastoral care. Reach out to pastoral care. But you know what? Pastoral care cannot take care of an entire church. We need to reach out. Who are you reaching out to? Who are you sending a text to? Who are you giving a call to? Who are you saying, hey, let's go meet, um, you know, in a yard or in a parking lot or even in a park? There has to be a change that, that has to take place. There's a change that needs to take place if we're going to be able to stay connected even within this time. So in closing, this season may have been a place of delay, full of distractions, or even one of confusion. Maybe there has been unrealized visions dreams, missions, and purposes that you have been carrying inside of you. You may believe that it's too late or the wrong time for the things of God has been developed inside you, being developed inside you or developing inside of you. But I want to tell you to just be encouraged. Be prepared for this season of new birth because new birth is going to take place not only in our own lives, but in our church or for our church in our congregation. The light of God's glory is shining on our situations. I believe, I believe, and this is a year of belief, I believe we are, we are about to experience sudden breakthroughs, signs and wonders, hearing and obeying hearts are God's keys to locking our prison doors. I heard recently, God's love language is obedience. God's love language is obedience. Acts 12, 7 and 8 says, Suddenly there was a bright light in the cell. And the angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, wake up, get up, quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, get dressed, 
put on your sandals, and he did. Now, put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So PT, PT friends, it's time for us to get into position for something new to be birthed in September. Under the leading of the Holy Spirit, there is a new season ahead of us, and I dare say this season is actually a new era for PT. So get dressed, PT. Be ready. Be prepared. The Lord has given us opportunities as, again, this time of us having to have to stay um, home and uh, the physical and social distancing. We've had a lot of time, the Lord, to speak to us. And I believe the Lord is coming after our hearts. He has been coming after our hearts. Because where he wants to take us, where we, he needs us to go as individuals and even as a church, he's like, I've, I've got to deal with your heart. And it's been painful. I'm the first one to tell you. It's been painful. But I'm like, Lord, where you want to take me, I'm yielding my heart to you. I'm, I'm going to surrender my heart to you because I want what you have for me. I want all that you have for me. I want the best that you have for me. So something is about to be birthed. Amen? Amen. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, how you love us so much. We thank you that you are telling us to be ready and to be prepared for what is ahead. Do we know what it is? Do we know what it looks like? No. But, Lord, we choose to trust you. Lord, we choose to depend on you. We choose to look to you and fix our eyes on you. So, Father, even as we are preparing and we are getting ourselves prepared and, and things are, are changing, things are turning around rapidly and suddenly, Lord God, would you help us to be ready? Would you make us ready, Father? And, Lord, even now, by chance, you may be here or you may be watching, and you may not know the Lord as your personal Savior. And you want to experience this birth. And it speaks of new birth. So if you desire to receive new birth from Jesus, our Lord and Savior, I'm just going to simply ask you to repeat these, this prayer after me. Just say, Lord God, I admit and realize that I am a sinner. I believe that the death of Jesus Christ was on my behalf to cleanse me from my sin. God, you said in the Bible, whoever calls on your name shall be saved. So I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart, save me, and make me God's child. Amen. Now, if you, have, if you said that prayer, I'm going to ask you to email us at the email that comes on the screen or the number that comes on the screen. Let us know that you, you said that prayer for salvation, and someone will reach out to you and be able to guide you, give you more instruction, 
and hopefully, not hopefully, but they will um, tell you about next steps. So we just praise God for this opportunity once again to be here. And I just want to say to you, God bless you and be encouraged.